It is a Wednesday edition. I turned to Brad and uh, Derek. I said, it's the first time you've ever featured, and I don't think that was actually him, <clears throat> Nostradamus in a montage. Today. Happy birthday to, to Michel et Nostradamus. He's, he would be... Uh, How old? 519. Yeah, he'd be 519 today. Yeah. Oh, he's still spry yet. The, uh, I was looking at birthday, Doug Lear's dad's birthday today, too, so happy birthday, and his aunt Lorraine, they're twins, and I said, my gosh, your dad shares a birthday with Nostradamus. <laughs> that's, a, that's a winner. You know, it's funny, <laughs> I, uh, yesterday I found out, you know, my, my good friend, his parents, because everyone has the, the Facebook thing, everyone's wishing them both after happy birthday. How many couples do you think? Have their birthday the same the same day. day. Same day? Wow! Yeah. Wow! I mean, how, what are the odds of that? Speaking so, of so it's funny to probably, see. Yeah, how would you predict that? Saying, hey, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Mike and Jane. It was wow. kind of cool. Yeah, that's legit. What if that was like a rule? Like you had to marry somebody. Well, that would not be good. That would be- it's hard enough to find people, I think, for a lot of people. There would not be a lot of marriages, I think. Uh, judging by what happened uh, yesterday in the baseball world, and Sestos is going to be joining us today, too, because a little bit to talk about since, uh, I guess, my heavens. I got lost out on that. But this date, 52, Brooklyn Dodgers signed a kid named Sandy Koufax. Not a bad sign. That was a good signing. That worked out. <laughs> pretty, it worked that, out pretty well that for that them. How'd that work out? It worked work out so good for the 65 Twins in the World <laughs> no, Series. right. That's right. Yeah. And just think how long he would have pitched, because he had to uh, give it up, what, 66 yeah, or 7 because he had arthritis? Yeah, uh, you're right. And, I mean, and he could have uh, stretched it out into the mid-70s, probably. Like, athletes that, that would it be Barry Sanders or Sandy Koufax, because like, now you're looking at contracts. To your point, Brad, now we're looking at contracts where, and we'll talk with Seth about this, but I think maybe the 13 versus the 10. Right now, you're looking at contracts to 28-year-olds that are great, but they're 13-year deals into I, their 40s. Brad, I am curious, because so, I'm a Twins fan, not yeah. as big as you are. I'm probably more of a football fan first. 13 years for him after what I saw last year? Yeah. I No no way. No, you no, can't. No you're way put, would you're I sign a val- that. You're, you're putting a value, as and obviously as baseball is my in my veins, yeah. you know, what you're doing is you're putting a value on, on guys like this. You're putting immediate value to me on that, but to attract and get and get that name down and sign and work with agents like Boris, that thir- if 13 is what's going to get there, that. Oh there's Lord. two things, because I think that you're secure. The Giants tried to get Aaron Judge, missed out on Aaron Judge. And they've got to make a splash because, you see, the Padres keep making moves in that division. And the Dodgers are not – the Dodgers are still going to be the Dodgers. And the Giants kind of hit lightning in the bottle a couple years Mm -hmm. ago in 20. And we were everything – I mean, literally everything went right. And you knew that we're going to – that was going to – they were going to come back to earth last year, and they did. Because they're kind of my National League team. I kind of like – I like the way they do things. Yeah. Um, This, to me, is – I think they, they felt they had to do something to just try and keep up with those two. They needed a face of the franchise. Here he is. 10 for 280 or 13 for 350. And they get to work the Dodgers, too, because he's right. a former Astro. Exactly. And they're still not exactly. over 2017. So. I just think that athletes, and, and you know, Coaster and I were chatting about this, too, a while back, and I think athletes look at that. The length now as much as the money is, is nice, but, boy, length is, is big to, in this day and age. Length of deals, well, especially with guaranteed contracts. Yes, too. by all means, um, it is. It's it's it could be a difference maker. I think for a lot of guys, I look at it as the Fourth of July of what 2012, when the Wild needed to make a splash, mm-hmm. and they did. And you look at you look at it now. And Jack and I were Suter talking about Parisi, this before yeah, the show. Right. I mean, with Suter and Parisi, and there's still 
there's still ripple effects of that. They had to trade Fiala because of cap space, right. and they had to make him even a decade after the fact. And granted, baseball is a little different animal because there's no salary cap. Right. But um, I, in the, the Twins, I don't know if the Twins could do that. Yeah. Uh, to it, your point, Derek, and it's not that I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I agree with what you said too. But I think to secure these dudes, some of these teams. <laughs> They will throw those years out like it's candy. Right. They will say, "Great, let's it's, go 13. Yeah, you but know. then you then you, then you end up like the Tigers did with Cabrera, who's just riding the. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 just a shell of himself, and he's got mm. one year left, and he's not going to give up the money for it. Right. So they're stuck with him because yeah. yeah. that's what this is going to be. I think for the next, after the first six years, I think that's what he'll be for yeah. seven years with the Giants. I really do because yeah. I just don't think yeah. he's good, but he's not that good for that long a time. Yeah, if we well, could be Nostradamus right now, let's go seven years in no advance way. and see well, where Aaron's sitting, and I think Judge will be right. See where where you said where Correa is and how that impact is going to be. Yeah, it'd be fun to see that crystal ball. I saw one point on Twitter, and this, you know, maybe he plays shortstop till he's thirty-five, and then he's a DH. Yeah, yeah. well, that could be. I mean, yeah. I mean, really. I mean, now that now the national now the DH is universal, but True. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got you gonna want a thirty-seven-year-old shortstop at that time. Uh, no. where, where does it lead the Twins? That's what we'll bring Seth on for and have that little round table at twenty. Plus, we haven't had Seth on for a while at Twins Daily. Obviously, there's you know shortstops and and uh, you know and will will Rodon, you know, unless he's signed by the time we started the show here, uh, you know, they're in a battle with the Yankees for that to throw someone in a, in a rotation, and and that would be another. Another get, but uh, you know, are you going to continue to lose, lose, uh, you know, battles with with other high market teams or teams willing to spend money? And, and where does that leave Minnesota in the big run? Um, so we'll get to that coming up with Seth. It's Wednesday, peak of the week. Wednesday. Normally, I'd be telling you about all the action that happened last night, but there was old man winter, mother nature, all kind of combined in one big old swoop and pretty much put the kibosh on a on a lot of uh, events. Yeah, last night, including tonight. I know the Bison and women were supposed to play at Mayville State tonight. That's been canceled. That's been canceled again, huh? But here's what I got. Speaking of social media, was kind of uh, perusing a little bit last night on the, on the uh, the Twitter there, and and uh, and even we did our show from Applebee's, Derek, yesterday. You were over there, and um, <laughs> this is going to come off wrong, maybe to to those that have to make pretty important decisions when it involves weather. Mm-hmm. But uh, some buddies out in western North Dakota and even some here in the east regards to maybe hockey. And I started seeing tweets out there just like, why are we why are we canceling in-town games? And then that led itself to, I remember, we played outdoor hockey. I don't recall us ever shutting down the school, wow. <laughs> you know, recut all that stuff. So that was kind of permeating. And I thought, well, interesting point. I'd bring it up when, when weather is happening and you can maybe drive a little bit in town, should you try to preserve those games to kind of uh, break up what could be really massive yeah. scheduling conflicts later? And that's kind of a there's a gray area because it's not just teams involved. There's more people involved. Well, I think so. North versus South. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with I that thought, type of thing. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I saw that when I saw the Davies Cheyenne game got wiped out and they're playing at Shields or like the Farmers Union rink. Right, I went. I was kind of a head scratcher going, geez. Yeah. Right. And then, so I think it's a well, legitimate it question. It wasn't great, but I thought you could get. Well, I, I called that game last year the South Shanley Davies final. Uh, I did it on a web stream. And where it in the middle of a blizzard because they had to get the game in right. to try and get it in ahead of the state tournament because they had to move. They were supposed to be at Purple, they couldn't. So they opened up the Farmers Union rink and it was bare bones just to get the game in. And that was. 
I live five minutes from Shields Arena, and that was a terrible drive that day. Yesterday it, wasn't as it wasn't great. Uh, it wasn't great, but you can get there. Right, it was slushy. Yeah. It was it was marshy. If you wanted to go, you could get there in the metro. So yeah. I don't, you know, again, not to bring it up to create some big controversial stir. Let's talk about how they should rewrite rule books saying if school <laughs> is going on that day, metro teams should still be able to play. I get it, but that that was the sentiment I was reading. Yeah. On social it's, it's, media. You know, I think when no travel is advised, it's a tough spot to put the athletic directors yeah. and everyone else involved tough. in. Because if it. something happens, then it, you know you look bad like you're trying to do something you Good shouldn't. Point, yeah. It's something that the superintendents have to deal with every time they're looking to call school. Because oh. they can never win. Because if they don't call it early right. enough. Right. They're damned if they do. And, yeah, and yeah, really and damned no, if they no don't. It's a no-win situation. Because, and I can speak as someone, and granted, the technology of forecasting weather is a lot different now. But, you know, my mother was... They featured her and my sister and all the little girls that were in her birthday party got stranded in oh. the old uh, Ford Fairmont station wagon in oh, that 1984 no. blizzard. Oh, oh no. And oh, it was, wow. I mean, and I remember being at my, my aunt and uncle's house, and we didn't know where they were, and someone finally found them. But, you know, I may not have a mother and sister and a bunch of girls. Because, of, yeah. And, 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 and I, think, I think that storm, going back to 1984 up here, which people perished on 19th Avenue North. Yeah. Um, it hits with a lot of people, and you just don't want to be the person that tried to squeeze something in because of that. So. Yeah, see, and that and that just balanced out the way I brought that up. But I, I, I think the other thing is too, if it was February thirteenth instead of December thirteenth, later in the season, they may have where, tried to play. Yeah, it's a good point. We get a little yeah. bit used to it. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, our this cl- is like March heavy. It felt March last Thank night. You. Yes, heart attack snow. Yeah, it's. I know because I went out and kind of took care of the first layer. Uh, when I got home, so it was about four thirty-five o'clock, and I told Rachel she's inside. I go, Dad's gonna be out shoveling, so I'll, I'll bang on the door when I'm coming yeah, in. Yeah, and, yeah. But my wife said, "You shoveled that?" I said, "I took my time. I'm not. It wasn't a race. Yeah, that's not. It's scary. It was thirty. I mean, you you know, be careful. It, it, it was thirty-two degrees. So it wasn't. You know, it wasn't. It was actually. I felt warm. It was actually kind of nice to be outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it's tough on the snowblowers yeah. too. It really is. <laughs> like I guess I think you're just almost better just to just shovel it one yeah. lump at a time. Yeah. The other things you heard of the montage there, uh, Kevin O'Connell. Boy, he was under the kind of what are you? What are you going to make a defensive coaching change? You know, who calls the plays anyway? What are you going to take over? That's been the thing since the the debacle or whatever the yardage against Detroit. So he's responding to that all week this week. They're certainly not 100% from the health factor, and now they're facing a Colts team on Saturday. So you heard from O'Connell, Kirk Cousins is getting questions. How much does it mean if you can lock up the division? We all know the Vikings are, you know, things are going to be probably just fine. But right now you're now in that worrisome stage, Viking fans and, and all that. So you heard that in the montage. Uh, you heard from, uh, I believe we had a T.K. Marshall cut. Brad sat down with uh, with him uh, there. That's that's intriguing because, thank goodness, that club has got some depth at running back because through the course of a season, injuries are going to happen. And, and North Dakota State now, uh, Brad and Derek, got to rely on, on some carries from oh, yeah. uh, from T.K. I mean, Marshall. They're going to want some sustaining drives because, I mean, I, I think that Bison defense is what it is, but – Incarnate work and score, and I think they will score some points. As good as the Bison defense, yeah. I, is. We were talking about that up there, up there yesterday when it was up at NDSU, and I think I think I don't know how they you can avoid not scoring points. Mm-hmm. I mean, with just that offense, and trying to think an offense, you know, we, do I have to go back to the Red Bullmar game from two thousand seven, maybe Sam Houston State, yeah, yeah, against uh, 
Was that against Walker? Yeah, well, yeah Steve Walker. Yeah, that was one of the greatest games I've seen in person. Oh, in my that, life. Was that was amazing. Fantastic game. Yeah. It's it's interesting because every coach will tell you to make a team one dimensional, which is usually the is is set in a negative connotation for that team and a positive connotation for the defense. The problem when you play teams that don't mind that dimension. That that gets tricky, and, yeah. and and a team that that can go outside in, as I like to say sometimes, you know, for basketball reference, shooting threes to open up the paint, football reference, using the air to open up the run. Sometimes that gets a little quirky. The difference is, uh, and Derek, I know you're not a big fan. I'm not either, Brad. You probably either, because time of possession doesn't usually it can tell many different things, and it's not something to go to it can right be away. Important time of possession might be a stat Friday night for the Bison. Yeah, for yes. the issue, right? I would that, say that, so. that might be a thing. But you know, the big thing is, guys. I you know they always talk about the next man up, but you're running out of next man up. Yeah, well, that's just it. <laughs> I mean, you're. I mean, TK Marshall can be just fine, but you don't have. You're not sure if you're gonna have Tameric. Um, you're not sure, but you don't have Ganella anymore. You don't have Lipke. Bussy's been reduced to some yeah, usage I, there. You know, I mean, Bussy can Bussy. You're basically going to use yeah, as a scat, scat back guy, yeah. slot guy or something. Yeah. So it, you know, guys like Mathis and Lippy. I mean, they well, they, it might they be might the Cam Miller show, which it has been pretty much. Well, the second and I, of the I, I guess that you know, and he has stepped up and he's played very, very well. So I think, yeah, I think you might see a. Uh, at least a like somewhat, Frazier back there. <laughs> somewhat steady <laughs> dose of number seven. Uh, final thing on the roundtable. This is judging that Jax had far too much time. <laughs> must, must have got some rest last night. For the text club today, I'm wrestling three different questions right here. I might even throw them all out today. All right. Uh, you were so good on the last one. Derek, by the way, poor Brad, we forced him into taking picks on that pick four last yeah. week. So you and I tied and... Brad, we kind of forced to take a different thing just to be different. Oh, for four. It was all for four. You're so we were two for two, hmm. which wasn't as. You were two and two, yeah. Two and two, yeah. Two and two for four, yeah. I went big zero. Yeah. So uh, we got some people out there that are getting winners. So today, you know, in, in uh, first of all, I was thinking of Alex Ovechkin. You know, so 800 goals, number three. All time. That's, well, that's pretty. That's pretty. Pretty good. Account. You're talking Gretzky and Howe, who played. You know, right? Howe played till he was 80. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. In fact, I think he played last night. Yeah. yeah, no. But you're right. That, that's it's quite the number last night. And he did it in a hat trick. Uh, that, that final goal. So all good. So one of my things, I thought, what do I ask for a, a test club that, that maybe could represent a little bit of Alex Ovechkin? And I've got three things. The third question I'm going to ask today, we might probably going to bring up in the second half hour. Because I think it's it's it'll it, it's up for a massive debate on what the answer is. I think it's an impossible question. It'll come to you in a minute. But the first one was fun with names I put. If you're going to put your top Alex or Alexander in four big sports, baseball, football, oh, basketball, boy. and hockey, your top Alex or Alexander, first name only. First name only. First name only, not last. First name only. Your top number one in baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. Would that be an easy category yeah, to fill? Because if it was, if we're going to include last names, I know who wouldn't be on the list. And that would be Derek Alexander, who they drafted over Warren Sapp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we'll go yes. first names. Yeah. It was so, a pedestrian uh, yeah. defensive end. First yeah. names is baseball Rodriguez. Well, yeah. If you're, is that his name though? Is it Alexander his name or is it? Well, I'll take Alex or Alexander. Or you think it might be more well, like Alejandro might, or right. Alex? Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. I'll look it up. Yeah, we'll we'll. But that would uh, be up. Yes, there he sure. is Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez. There you go. Okay, so, there you so, go. so is that the baseball answer for that? Yes, I would okay. think so. Ovechkin, that's that's your hockey answer, right? Yep. Yeah. So literally, we're really talking think, uh, about Rodriguez is better than Alex Van Slyke, I think. Right? Yeah. Or Andy Van. Oh, Andy Van. That was Andy Van. So it's no Andy. Okay. I've got a basketball, and you can text it at three five two seven zero. But this just came to me. 
I was a big Alex English fan. Ooh, very good. Yeah, is that good the one. basketball answer? I like that one. Well, I think that's the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah. Then we're just missing Great. a football. Oh, yeah. Alex Smith. That was the uh, first one I thought but of. But is there I, a better Alex or Alexander in football? There might be. So that was that's one. Alex Karras is a Hall of Alex Famer, isn't he? Alex Karras. Did we just finish that whole category? And he was Webster's dad, and he was the sheriff on Porky's. And, <laughs> I mean, and he was also on Monday Night Football. Seriously, for a brief time. Right. there's your there might be your answer, but three five two seven zero is your top Alex, and you know usually don't Google too much on that. And then uh, my other one was. If I already asked you just to choose one athlete, the greatest in the history of sport, whose first and last name begins with a vowel. It was my way to treat Alex Ovechkin. First and last name? First name and last name begins with a vowel. Who who was the greatest athlete mm. whose first and last name begins with a vowel? Alfred Anderson. No, not him. <laughs> oh. hey, there, was nothing, no. there was nothing wrong with Alfred Amory Amon Trout. Uh, <laughs> Igor Ivinsky. I remember my dad. The first, I can't remember one relative I said heard Alfred Anderson, and he goes, "Oh, I thought he'd be Norwegian when he first saw him, and he wasn't." Oscar Albertson. I was thinking of uh, one of my favorite twins in recent memory, Eduardo Escobar. Eduardo Escobar. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie Escobar was a nice player. So those are my two of the three. So I'm glad we got those on the books. Your top Alex in baseball, football, basketball, hockey, which we may have answered already, and then your greatest, just your top athlete in the history, your greatest. Whose first last name begins with a vowel? Wait till I throw that third category at you in the uh, second half hour. Today. Oh my heavens! Oh, I can't yeah, wait. T- that's a tease. That's Dang a regular big carrot right there. What are the twins? <laughs> what are the twins going to do? Seth Stowe's stopping by. Derek touched on it. Brad uh, already today. Obviously, they lost out on the Korea. I guess we can call it sweepstakes, if you will. But uh, now, where do you go from there? Seth Stowe's come. Do we have? Do we have an answer? We have a caller Uh-oh. that wants to uh, chime in. On which, okay, hey, go ahead, help us out. What did we miss? What do we think? Well, I don't know if you said it or not, but uh, this is a first and last name that begin with a vowel. Okay. And he just scored his 800th goal last night in the National Hockey League. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alex, that's why we're bringing it up. Alex Ovechkin. Yep, that, that, well, that's, why you're doing that's why I brought it up to give tribute to Alex Ovechkin, but oh, that's, 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 I, 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 I missed. No, no, that's fine. And I think even if, if, if he hadn't, and I just said that uh, blindly, I think Alex Ovechkin would probably be the answer, you know, right? I think so. That might be the answer. Good stuff. Thanks for the call. Uh, quick timeout. Uh, Seth coming up next right here on the Jack Michael Show. Brad and Eric on 740 The Fan. Had we asked the question, greatest uh, uh, sports figures with the same initial in the first and last name, then this next guest would be on there. We asked the greatest athlete of all time with a vowel in the first name and a vowel that starts for <clears throat> Sesto. See the SNS on that. Sesto's Twins Daily. Hello, Seth. How, you must. It's been like 15 years, I think, since we talked to you, it seems like. How you doing, buddy? Something like that, yeah. You know, I think our mutual friend Chris Coast might fit that category too. Maybe, oh, that's right. uh, nice. oh, that's maybe right. Carlos Correa. Oh, you know, yeah. See, family, see but, I think, uh, and, and there's two. There's two. Well, like he's a fellow cobber like I am. That you'd have, you got two cobbers that that would fit that. Uh, you'd have. I know where you're going with the B. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Oh, I thought you were going Bucky no. Burgau. Oh, right, we could yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think we put. I think I think Bucky's at the top of the list just because of longevity. But uh, what you missed said before, and maybe you didn't. I we were kind of giving some love to Alex Ovechkin after his night last night, eight hundred goals yeah. and all that. And so I'd ask the question: the greatest athlete uh, whose first and last name begin with a vowel. 
So uh, we were kind of spitballing it around. Then I told Brad he's going to be shoveling snow at 2 o'clock in the morning, and, and a new name is going to hit him that's going to trump all the names that are brought up on the text club today at 35270. Even though, you know, we threw a couple out there that, that I think uh, Alan Iverson's not bad either, no, by the way. No, that's a good one. Oh. So, wow. Yeah. So if that, hit, if that hits, uh, Carlos Correa is a Cena. Cena, C. Hmm. Yeah. Augie Ojeda is not probably one of the top ones. Augie Ojeda is not in there. <laughs> Seth, uh, <laughs> Seth. How about Ed Ott? Ed Ott. Oh, that's not bad. Isn't he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, what about Eddie Olchek? See, now we can really start getting into some uh, your Edwards series. <laughs> gonna be, yeah. well, Seth, I gave, Seth, I gave him Eduardo Escobar. He dropped an Eduardo yeah, Escobar. Yeah, no, I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Seth, was it the length of the contract, the number of the contract, the team, uh, the league? Uh, why is uh, Car- why is Correa not going to be a Minnesota Twin? Uh, many reasons, I'm sure, but at the same time, I think the big one is the number of, of years, 13 years. Uh, sounds like from what I'm reading and then hearing, the Twins went to 10 years, but they weren't willing to go to 13 years, which I think is understandable. And, um, you know, he's going to be 41 at the end of the contract. He's probably, you know, going to move off of shortstop when he's 35, 36, maybe move over to third base, and he's got enough bat to do that too. But, I mean, man, those those last three years could be rough. Uh, I heard you guys talk about Miguel Cabrera and how much of a uh, burden that contract is for Detroit. And, uh, you know, Poole certainly was that in, in Anaheim. In fact, he ended up getting released that last year. Um but at the same time, you've got Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, all have been signed through age 41. And, you know, it's a different body type at a shortstop than, you know, a DH slash first baseman like Pujols and, and Cabrera. So I'm sure that's what, uh, obviously, San Francisco is hoping for and San Diego's hoping for. And, and uh, I don't remember which one I'm forgetting. Oh, Philadelphia Philly. with yeah. Turner is hoping for. So that's uh, got to be the hope. Well, those are some decent contracts. It's a prime time, by the way, Seth, for these guys. I mean, sometimes it's not, you know, who you play for. It's like when you're playing in the game of baseball, when you can step into situations like this, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, every contract I think that's been um, signed this year has been significantly more than I think anyone would have projected. And the fact that um, you know, three shortstops are going to get 11 years. I think there's only been like five all time, and three of them have been this year. And the and Bryce Harper is the only one that's received a 13 year contract. So, you know, I'll say this: Scott Boris is fantastic at his job. <laughs> he's does all, he's done okay for himself. He's done okay yeah. for his clients too. Yeah, you, Absolutely. You know that we talk about the length of it too, but I, I guess. You know, Brad brought up a good point about him potentially being a DH down the road because that is in the National League right now. But I, I just fear with that type of contract, you end up in a Miguel Cabrera situation, you know, where they're just a shell of their former self. And that's the risk that you take with this. But there is such an arms race in the NL West that you have to do it. Yeah. And I think, you know, anytime you sign a longer term contract, even a seven, eight year contract, you're paying for the first three or four years. Um, you know, the nature of free agency is that you're signing guys for more than anyone, any other team would. And, uh, you know, you're accepting the fact that usually they're over 30. Now the three guys that signed are all 29 heading into their age 30. Carlos Correa is a year younger than that. Um, so you get maybe an extra couple of years, but 
yeah, it's it's an assumption that you know guys are going to get hurt, they're going to miss time, and they're going to age. The uh, this always there's always domino effects or there's effects of anything whether you've re-signed a guy that's entered free agency and he doesn't sign but he goes someplace else or or whatever the case may be. And now now Minnesota uh, has got to look to a, a shortstop situation that might be filled with. Certainly some uncertainty, Seth, I think, and we can hear talk Farmer and, and Lewis that were blue in the face over here, or, you know, because you, you draft and develop, you trade or, and bring in. There's other ways to, to fortify your team. What do the Twins do now that Correa is not going to be out there? Well, and you mentioned that, you know, I think this year's free agency or even trades, you look at how much you have to give up really speaks volumes to how important player development and, and especially pitcher development is to an organization. And, you know, the Twins haven't done that real well, you know, in the last 20, 25 years, especially with pitchers. And, and the hope is that they've started developing some at this point. But as to your question on shortstop, I mean, yeah, Royce Lewis is at least probably July before he could be back. A uh, name to think about is Brooks Lee, their, their first-round pick last year. A lot of people think he's very advanced and, and literally could be given an opportunity uh, to be the opening day guy if they don't sign someone else. Kyle Farmer's just solid. You know, I mean, he's not going to be great. He's not going to be bad. He's just going to make the regular plays, and, and sometimes that's good, and if that's what they end up dealing with for the first three, four months of the season, they'll be all right, uh, but that's certainly not exciting. The, the free agent name that's still out there is Dansby Swanson, and I know that the Twins uh, – I've met with him a few times in the last few days. He got married this weekend, but um, you know they were able to meet with him. And I mean, he's not going to be cheap either. And there's a lot of teams that are now looking for a shortstop. So the you know if, if Swanson's that guy, great. If not, you know you're really counting on Lewis and Lee and and those guys to develop. And maybe you get another short short term guy like Elvis Andrews or or Jose Iglesias. So. I mean, there's still a lot of names. There just aren't very many exciting names anymore. This is the time when you're trying to pump it up and you're talking hot stove, you know, and you're getting – remember, the, you know, that's why the, the movie Major League was so good and you got the guys raking the ground crew and what do you think they're going to be? Oh, they're going to be all right. You know, that kind of thing. It's that hope. Yeah. You know, it's that off-season of hope. And or they say they're, they're still blanky. They're still blanky eventually after they go yeah. <laughs> But this is usually at the time where you're building towards – you know, whether it be free agent signs and, and you're building. And I'm not saying the Twins are left with absolutely nothing and they can't. I mean, they've got some names. Uh, but, Brad, you and Derek were talking. I think you were asking about DH or where they're going to get some of the power from and the shifting going on. So, so you know, what are what are the carrots that, that Minnesota can start dangling, Seth, in front of their fans as, as you start looking towards uh, the 2023 season? It's really hard right now, to be honest with you, um, and that's not good. Uh, obviously, everyone knows that they need upper level pitching. You know, Sonny Gray's good, Tyler Malley's good, uh, Joe Ryan's been good, Bailey Ober's been good, Kenta Maeda will come back, but it'd be really nice to be able to get one guy that's even a step ahead of those guys to be at the top of the rotation. To do that. You know, you got to give something up, and obviously, I don't think right now would be a great time from a PR standpoint for the Twins to trade Luis Arise, no matter what pitcher no. you're getting back. <laughs> no, I, I. You know, there's a lot of rumors with Florida right now about them dealing, and, sure. and uh, yeah, that's crazy. I know that you guys have been kind of on that a little bit. Well, let me ask you about that because you know, going back to the DH thing with no true DH for the Twins, if they don't feel like he has a position, 
a guy who can hit the way he does, the AL batting champion, that's not a bad place for him to be when they need it, too. Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, you look at last year's roster, and, and you know, Correa was very professional in his at-bats, but he had so many strikeouts and swing and miss and right. just bad at-bats. And, you know, if you got a situation with guys on second and third and two out, there's nobody in the game you probably want up more than Luis Arise. So if he's, quote-unquote, just the DH, that's one thing. But at the same time, they just really need guys to get healthy because ideally you've got Miranda at third and he can provide power. If Kirilov could finally have his wrist situation figured out and healthy, he could be great at first base. You got Polanco at second. And, you know, again, <laughs> we probably shouldn't even talk about the outfield and health with Buxton and Larnick and, mm-hmm. and that. But uh, that's the biggest thing I tell everybody. I think. Uh, uh, hiring Nick Paparesta as their athletic trainer might be the best move of their offseason if he's able to <laughs> do what he's done in Oakland and Tampa right. and, and won the athletic trainer of the year award every you know a couple yeah. times in this last five years. Uh, Carlos Rodon, uh, the, I don't know. I suppose that we know the Yankees are are, are certainly got the got the eyes on him. I, I think the. Cards maybe are in that mix. The Twins, I, I believe, have been obviously on the on the move for that too. What's your gut uh, tell you, Seth, from everything you've been looking at? Well, it's a big gut, so I have yeah. to listen to it often. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's uh, I mean, I think we can all agree that the favorite is certainly the Yankees, although it sounds like the first offer they formally made wasn't that impressive. And again, you've got Boris as, as his agent as well, so he's going to use whatever means necessary to get that number up. San Francisco, for whatever, is still in on that. Like you said, St. Louis. I think the Twins are legitimately in on it. They just don't want to give him six or seven years for a pitcher that he's been healthy the last two years. But before that, he was not healthy for about four straight years. So, um, you know, I think, you know, if, if they were able to do like a five-year, $130 million type of deal, I think they would be happy to do that. But I think he's going to get more than that, and, and that's, Kind of silly. <laughs> Seth Stowe is joining us today, and, and Seth earlier talked about some of those numbers. You know, obviously Correa three fifty. That was the, that was the news, uh, and, and a number of years thirteen three fifty. You talked about um, I think Trey Turner's deal was three hundred. I believe Bogarts was in that two eighty range. Aaron Judge, we all know, was nine for three sixty. These are huge numbers, Seth. And someone today, I want and they said, "Why wow, that's terrible?" I said, "Well." If you're in the same spot, and Scott Boris, whoever's representing you, you can't argue about the dollars for the individual. This is a market that bears it, owners that pay it. You would do the, probably the same thing. Obviously, you would. That's, that's what it is. But in that vein, I mean, will baseball's rich just continue to get richer, Seth? And, and do you have to start from a fan base, start applying pressure? Not that money guarantees you a World Series, Seth. But when we see these numbers large, rich getting richer, how what's the impact in, in the big picture here on baseball? I mean, I think the fact that the players are getting the money instead of the owners getting a huge majority of it, um, I think that's a positive. The fact that that money and those players are being allocated to, say, the top eight teams, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Right. That said, I mean, when's the last time the Yankees won a World Series? Uh, about 13 years ago, and they keep spending. And, I mean, I think the Dodgers have kind of passed them by, and now they're dominant, but they've got the Padres and, and the Giants who also like to spend money. And at some point, those contracts become bad contracts. So you like to think that that evens out. 
obviously baseball is very strong. The TV deals that they have, the uh, online media, all kinds of things that they have. I mean, attendance is not going to probably be good for the Twins, but, you know, they're pretty stable across the league now that, you know, we're beyond COVID and such. Um, you know, I, attendance is down the list as far as things going because that's where, as an individual, especially from outstate, like, you know, we all are, right. it's really hard to go down there and spend a lot of a lot of money and, and uh, want to do that. So that's that's the thing that I think could be lost, but ultimately I'll watch or I'll listen and, and do that either way. So, you know, it is kind of what it is and, you know, inflation and, you know, all of that just continues to change and these numbers are not going to get smaller. No, well, not just it. I think what people don't realize to what you say that, Remember when attendance was everything? I mean, that, that was just I mean, that was like, that, that meant everything. And you bring up a great point, Seth. It's down though. I mean, website traffic on that. I, I mean, it's it's almost like Facebook is MLB.com is like the most important thing for these owners right now because of the traffic that goes there. I think they're missing the boat on these blackout situations for TV and yeah. audio because if they would get that, I mean, more people would purchase it and. You know, much of the, I guess my aspect, I'm glad people are listening to the radio for our sister station right. when weekday day games Absolutely. here, but, but it, it's a, they're just blowing it there. And I think someone said that at the world series and someone blurt that out, went viral. He yes. Says, hey, Manfred, if you want, if you want to get the youth of America, stop the blackouts. Cause, and that fan was a hundred percent right. I mean, you got to make this as accessible to the fans as you can. And you can make money on it. It should almost be free and do the old-fashioned, hey, we sell advertising, and you get it for free. That's what, what a concept. concept. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's, they're just blowing it there. And, and they, I think they're just scratching the surface on what they can make. Well, and even more so, the whole Bally Sports situation oh. where literally um, you can't get it on streaming services, which a lot of people have, and even some cable services. So they set up their own app, but I don't know how many people are going to do that. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. But you look at, you know, they they have a deal with Apple Plus TV. They have a deal with YouTube, which is actually great because then literally everybody can watch it. Um, but they have deals all over the place. So, I mean, all, these owners are making just a ton, a right. ton of money. They can claim they lose. And, you know, the goal of the Players Association was to get that 50 to 52% of, of revenues. And because the books aren't open, we can never really know what's going on. But the reality is, is the owners that are giving these contracts aren't doing so and losing money on them. It's one of the uh, the the dilution. It, it one good and bad catch twenty two availability on different platforms. So depending on your age, whether you're in the thirties, forties, twenties, teens, whichever platform is accessible or easy for you, usually would would equate to being a really good thing. Thursday night football. You know, you know how many Thursday night football games I've watched by the way this year. Zero. Really? Can't, uh, can't, and I get it. Maybe the rest of the world easily goes to the Yahoo Prime or whatever it's on. I watch that. I listen to it on radio, of course, but mm-hmm. I don't do that. Uh, last thing before we let you go, Seth, uh, you know, I haven't talked to my buddy Sean Aronson in, in, a, in a little while, a, couple, a few months anyway, but uh, having that AAA team in the backyard of Minneapolis, right there in St. Paul, um, have, have, we, have you been able to kind of quantify uh, the value of, in having your AAA club just minutes away yet? Uh, it, it's huge. And, you know, obviously for the American Association, you lose that rivalry between Fargo-Moorhead, the Red Hawks, and sure. the Saints. But for the Twins' perspective, um, it's so nice not to have to have 5 a.m. flights from guys in Rochester, New York, to get to a game. Um, 
I mean, literally, I, I talked to Mark Contreras, who made his debut this year. He lived in St. Paul all year, and when he got his call up, he, he wasn't sure if he was going to get called up. There was an injury situation they were trying to figure out. They called him at like noon on that day, and he was you know able to get there and be ready to play that night. Um, you know, whereas previously, if they would have waited that long, he would have just missed the game. You know, and it's just so much. It's so much better. I think it's really helped. Also, and then it may seem like a minor thing, and it may be, but just the fact that it is that close. Uh, you're able to sign some minor league free agents that you probably want, and be mm-hmm. able to promote that as a positive thing. And, and they've 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 used that track back and forth between St. Paul and and Minneapolis often. And I think uh, that's alluring to these guys that are just looking for another chance. And I think familiarity, having them and being covered in that Minneapolis St. Paul market for some fans that might be on the border, they might. They might get to know these players a little bit more and develop a relationship with it, going, oh, I just saw him at CHS. That's right, I know that guy. He's from a, as opposed to maybe not following the minor league at all, unless they're listening and reading Seth Stowe's in his group, by the way. How about that for a segue, Seth? How do people nice. get a you like that? How do people get a hold of your Twins Daily? Obviously, there are websites. There's ways to interact and subscribe. Well, what, what should fans do, Seth? Yeah, head over to twinsdaily.com. We got a lot of, obviously, reaction to this Correa stuff, the signing of uh, Christian Vasquez, uh, just a lot going on. We got some minor league stuff as well. We try to cover it all. So, yeah, lots of things. Twitter, at Twins Daily, or myself, it's at Seth Tweets. And if you don't mind, I'd like to throw out my uh, uh, favorite sports Alexander um, oh, yeah, I don't yeah, think yes, you guys yes. mentioned it before. Well, baseball, and I'm going to kind of branch out and show my horizons. And Let me re-ask the question, and if you, okay. if you missed it, Seth didn't miss it. He got it. Earlier we asked uh, the, the top Alex or Alexander, first name in baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. Which way are you going here? Well, I'll, you know, those that follow me on Twitter knows that this is a player. I mean, for a long time I used to say, do you know how much I enjoy watching Eddie Rosario play baseball? I do this with the with the Vikings, and it is uh, his name is Alexander Madison. Oh, well, Alexander Madison! Oh, nice. <laughs> There's a million things he hasn't done. Just you wait. Just you, you wait. wait. And then he scores a touchdown. <laughs> I am. He gets fined for a weird uh, <laughs> celebration. <laughs> I thought you might have a baseball guy go Alex Cole with the worst goggles in the history of the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and I almost dropped that. Fly ball and Scott Erickson's no hitter. Yeah, yeah that's right. He, he almost ran into Pat Mears. Yes, <laughs> yeah, nice yeah. drops, boys. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah. I didn't. Think I loved we... the Alfred Anderson mention before yeah. Alfred too. Anderson. Just when, you know, you can still see him and Rick Fenning in the uh, Vikings right. backfield. He was the MVP of the Yales Deckel season, which isn't saying much. <laughs> well, I, think, I think he led led the team with like 364 uh, yes. yards rushing or something <laughs> like that. Him and, they drafted him and Allen Rice from St- or from Baylor. Oh. Nice call. Yeah. Anderson had some moments. I mean, yeah, he's okay. a couple there yeah. for Alfred. That's uh, and, and we got Seth to sing before Christmas, so that's really a good thing today. That's, that's fantastic. We may yeah. ask you to do some Nat King Cole coming <laughs> We're up a little bit later. We're going to put that on a loop <laughs> until <laughs> Christmas. <time. laughs> hey, if Derek, Brad, and I don't chat with you, Seth, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family, uh, my friend. And we'll, I'm sure, be in, in constant contact as the offseason rolls on. Thanks, buddy. Sounds good, guys. Thank you, and uh, happy holidays to all of you and those listening. You too. Seth Stowe's uh, as good as it gets, by the way, in our backyard. Here's my final one. We'll come back, and I'll get Derek and Brad's. The impossible question. Text 35270. The best fitted nickname 
in the history of sport. Best fitted? Yeah, meaning the nickname, not just, it's okay, that's a cool nickname. Something that just fits that player, Mm. like it's this, this is it, it's that. There's some hockey ones out there that I was yeah. <laughs> that, that might. The one that comes to mind played for your favorite football team. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's the same nickname as the meteorologist that. Uh, we oh, have yes. Net war number 72. Yeah, Ed Two Tall Jones. Huh. I'm thinking of a baseball player for mine, but now that you. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back with that answer. Is there one? After this on 740 The Fan. Oh, yeah. Text at 35270. So we've, we've utilized that text club today. And it's always good to know that. You know, that's it's an easy way for a two-way street to chat on this. Uh, so I, I, th- that was the impossible question today. The best fitted nickname in the history of sport. So, so Derek, I'm in here looking at hockey names. And, and, of course, Brad, he's like the rain man of hockey. Just he knows everyone and every backstory on that. So I'm starting to go through some of the great hockey names. Now, Sid the Kid's a good nickname. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's a good fitted nickname there. And but eventually, you grow older and you're I, not the kid anymore. Well, I'm pretty partial to the great one. That was that's, that's, that's pretty not fitting. A, <laughs> that's, oh, in fact, great Wayne Gretzky. That's pretty good. In fact, between Gretzky and you know, mine was Babe Ruth. I, I just think that, that it'd be the easiest go to the Sultan of Swat. Yeah. You know, the great Bambino. Yeah, I mean, it just it's such a. We're gonna do the whole. Uh, Sandlot thing here. If we start going in that direction, what but. about the Bulin Wall for Nikolai Javi Bulin? Mm. <laughs> the Bulin Wall. So uh, some of my favorite in football, obviously sweetness, because I, I thought that described oh, a, a, Walter that is, Payton really well, just because everything he did looked so sweet and easy. I, texture has texture has uh, the fridge. Yeah, oh, another is that the best fitted nickname? I, I love the diesel for John Riggins. I thought that Ooh, fit that was him good. pretty well. Very, very I good. thought. Speaking of that type of running back, the Nigerian nightmare. Christian oh, Okoye. I thought Craig Ironhead Hayward was a great Boy, name. that's a well-fitted name. Yeah. Um, you know, the Big Hurt. Hacksaw Reynolds. The for, Big Hurt yeah. is not a bad nickname either. You know, the no, Frank Thomas. No, that's a good name for uh, That's good. Even though I, I, he drove me crazy. Because not only did he have to, you know, we have to deal with him all those years, the White Sox, and then he destroyed the Twins by himself in, in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> right. So in, I what, threw it, Brad. 2006 uh, or whatever Yep, 2006. So, I was at that game. So yes. here was the scene in here, like, at about 1141. I said, hey, Brad, uh, Dave Cementhead Cemento. <laughs> and and he, was, he was known for being Gretzky's personal bodyguard, right? In fact, one of the only enforcers to ever play in the first line of the NHL because he's protecting, the, he's got the great one. So then I write, Stu... The Grim Reaper, Grimson. <laughs> a nor- like I say, a- six five. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Wow. And then yeah. what did I go? He with was it? he was a uh, North Star fans hated him. Right. Wow. Yeah. There was another one. Who was the Maybe not uh, as much as LC Cord, but uh, he was up there. Who was the one where you went into the one that? Uh, gosh. Well, so the, the greatest. So how about Steve the Puck goes Inski Buzinski. Is that even a nickname? That's like a statement. Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's too long. Here, yeah. Derek, you'll appreciate this one. Brad knew this, of course, too. I went, Frank Seldom Beaton, B-E-A-T-O-N. He was an enforcer in the NHL. 25 games his career lasted. His nickname was Frank Never Beaten because he never lost a fight on the ice. Hmm. Then he started losing fights on the ice, so they changed his nickname to Frank Seldom Beaten. Wow. So they- well, <laughs> the I, best fitted nickname. This all sounds time. like Chris Berman doing hockey there. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, right, exactly. I uh, Ed Tutal Jones, when it, with the, the, with the question was the best fitted nickname in the history of sport. 
that fits pretty well. Yeah, it's it's up there. That's for sure. Eddie, I love Dr. K for good, and that was pretty good. That was too. pretty solid back and, in the day. Uh, yeah. How did Eddie the Eagle get his? Because uh, he went there. He has also known as Crazy Eddie, but uh, Eddie the Eagle Belfort. Do we know how? The Eagle, I just think Eddie the Eagle goes with a lot of things. They had that was one. It, yeah, okay. we had the ski jumper, ski jumper the, guy, the Olympics. Eddie big. the Eagle Edwards, yeah. Lorne Gump Worsley. Oh, there to me, that's like the best because if you look at Gump, <laughs> he just looks like a Gump. <laughs> Took too many pucks to the head. Well. The moniker stuck after Worsley listed on a form while signing it on with a junior team was one of the last goalies in the NHL to play without a mask. The Gump, and the original goalie for the North Stars. Um. Yeah, there's a you know oil can Boyd. Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Golly. That's a good one. I'm just uh, I told even you. though I don't know what it has to do with you know maybe his slick uh, you know it, uh, I don't know. Well, let me look at the oh Mark the Bird Fitterich, I think is pretty yeah. fitting because he was. I, I told you when I asked quirky. this, it's mm-hmm. an impossible question to answer. Madison Quinn, Doctor Quinn, medicine man, he's got an office right by us, big sports guy, and I threw that at him. He went, oh boy. Yeah. Best fit in so we've got uh, Pudge Rodriguez on here. I suppose you could say yeah, P- Pudge. Yeah. I suppose Pudge Fisk would kind of fall in line yeah. there. Big Poppy for David Ortiz. That's good. Yeah, that. I mean, Ted Williams had a pretty. I don't know if is that the best nickname fitted the splendid splitter. I that's mean, pretty good. <laughs> the Yankee Clipper. Ooh, mm, that's good. Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It's uh, uh, this guy just went to Hall of Fame. Right or is going, Fred? Crime dog. The crime dog. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. I forgot about that one. Um, so I'm glad I could just start that debate. There's another one while you're shoveling the, later tonight. You the say. human highlight film. One oh, of my Dominic favorite, One of my favorite favorite basketball I mean, players growing. And we've up. really, I mean, we've really scratched the kind of there. buried the lead. What did we miss? There's Magic Johnson. Ooh, yes, <laughs> that might be to a point where people thought that was his real name. Correct, Jordan. Perlite, like, oh, That's why we didn't Irvin think of who? it right away. Yes. Who's Irvin Johnson? Yeah. Irvin Johnson. Who's so he? So I think that oh, might did be we, did we the just... leader in the clubhouse we forgot about because no one has ever called him Irvin since nineteen seventy nine. We went through like fifteen names <laughs> and then got to there's that magic. One. Yes, Tug McGraw. Uh, Do you think that the uh, Spud Webb? Muggs, Anthony Webb, yes. Yep. Muggs, Tyrone Muggsy Bogues, best fitted. I think there's a interesting one that maybe got killed by the pandemic because we were watching it because there's no sports going on. But I think Michael Jordan squashed the glove oh, with, with the Bulls uh, documentary, <laughs> yeah. right? He goes, I had no problem with the glove. I mean, and you're like, okay. The yeah. glove was a good one. Uh, what was the... Speaking of that, what, Xavier McDaniel, speaking of the Sonics, didn't he have a name, oh, too? Okay. He was the X-Man. X-Man, X-Man yeah. yeah. So yeah. The Worm. Dennis Sean Rod. Kemp and Steve Dennis Garvey, Rodman. father of our country. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. I mean they fathered a lot of the yeah. country. Yeah. Greatest mm-hmm. fitted nickname of all time. Talks amongst yourselves throughout a 24-hour period, and, and when they come to you, you can text us back at 35270. I was a huge Julius serving. Oh, how did he forget Dr. Dr. J? J. I mean, oh, my can, heavens. Again, I I, wow. I teared up when he retired. That's how much Man. I had a poster in my room. Um, Man, how did he forget that? Joey Bats. But I think Magic is the greatest because at times it looked like he was creating Magic out there, right? It, it is. As and far as so, fit and nicknames, that's right. going to be tough to beat. Dominic Wilkins is good though. That that's that's not bad. That, 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 was, that fits. Yeah, he was. I don't say he was. He was one of my. I mean, I, I like. I mean, yeah. I understand Jordan, but Neek was kind of my guy. I mean, they didn't give that to Luke Longley. No, they. No. <laughs>
<laughs> even or, though I was... Yes. They didn't give it to Felton Spencer. We, no, by no. the way, fellas, we didn't even get into wrestling. Oh, I know. Like well, superstar. I mean, if we were going to include... We, we need to cut into the next hour oh, <laughs> of common if we do that. <laughs> I was a Mr. Wrestling guy, though. Number one and two, for that matter. Uh, thanks to Sestos joining us today. Stick around. Common Man is coming up around the corner. We'll do it on a Thursday edition. Garzi tomorrow. He's busy. Just got done calling it. Go for women's defeat of Milwaukee, 75-59. to 59. We'll chat with him coming up next. Uh, the Common Man right here in 740 The Fan.